As always, I want to thank you tonight for watching. I uh, pray that you have been able to enjoy this beautiful day, um, whether it was yard work or uh, hobbies or or whatever was on the docket for you today, that um, that you were able to enjoy it. Maybe it was just opening the windows and letting some fresh air in your house. Uh, it's amazing how a sunshiny day and some fresh air can can really just uplift the spirit. Um, just to warn you tonight, it's bath time at our house. Um, so if you hear a screaming mother and screaming children, that is because bath time in our house is quite an ordeal, hence why I am locking myself in my office at home. Um, but tonight I want to talk to you from the seventh chapter of Job. And Job chapter seven is, is almost an extension of chapter six. And it's almost an extension of chapter six because Job is continuing to evaluate his situation. Most likely Job is um, very discouraged, probably depressed. And the situation that he is going through is overwhelming. He describes it in these verses about having boils and having um, uh, places on his body that are that are um, that are and I, and I don't want to read it just because it's it's a lot to kind of take in but if you read it it's it's just this awful condition that he is in almost unlike any physical condition that I've ever seen it's something you'd see in a terrible documentary and and Job's going through that and I think it's a reminder to us that in our difficulties in those moments of our life when we are discouraged when we are depressed even when we want to give up that we're not alone and I think if if we're honest tonight and I think most of us won't be publicly but hopefully privately whether it is the health issues that we're going through, whether it is relationship issues that we're going through, whether it is the difficulties that have happened in our life, whether cancer or betrayal or death of a loved one, we can all get to a place where we find ourselves like Job. And in verses one through five, and I'm not gonna read them just because we don't have time, he talks about how life just seems futile, that there's nothing good about life. There's no joy in life and, and that you're just born to die. That's what he talks about in verses one through five. In verses six through 10, he talks about how his life is just so short and it's not only short, but it's miserable. And so he's just recognizing that what little time he has online on this earth is fleeting and that even though it is short it is miserable but i want to show you what happens in verse 11 
Job does the only thing possible when he hits rock bottom. Job does the only thing that can help him when he hits rock bottom. And he begins to beg and cry out to God because he is reminding God, which God already knows it, that God won't leave him. I want you to listen to verses 11 through 16. Therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Am I a sea or a whale that thou hast settest a watch over me? When I say my bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaints, then thou scarest me with dreams and terrifies me with visions so that my soul chooses strangling and death rather than light. I loathe it. I would not live alway. Let me alone, for my days are vanity. What is a man that thou shouldest magnify him, and thou should setteth thine heart upon him? And so when everything seems to fall apart, and Job not only has lost his loved ones, Job has lost his health. Satan is even giving him terrible dreams when he tries to sleep. There is no point in Job's life when he can find any relief at all. And listen to what he says there in verse 11. Therefore, I will not refrain my mouth. He says, God, I am going to just keep pouring out my heart to you. I'm going to keep praying, God, I don't understand why I've lost my loved ones. God, I don't understand why I'm struck with this physical pain. God, I don't understand why my mental state is completely under attack. I am not going to go quietly. And friends, that's what you and I need to remember. Yes, we pray when things are good. Yes, we ask God's blessings when things are well. But when life absolutely falls apart around us, God can handle the honesty of our prayers. God can handle the anger in our prayers. God can handle the brokenness in our prayers. When there is nothing to say in prayer other than weeping, the Bible says in the book of Romans, and this is a verse that has been so miscued by certain denominations. What it says is when you don't know how to pray or when you don't even have the words to pray, the Spirit of God takes the attention of your heart and takes it to the throne of God. Some people say that this is a, oh, that's a verse that means that you just gibber whatever you want in the Spirit. That's not what it means. What he's talking about is, friends, when you're watching that loved one, when you've got that bad report, when you're all alone and the storms of life are raging and all you can do is weep, God hears. God knows. I wish this world was without pain and I wish this world was without sickness. I wish this world was without death and heartache. Because every night when I pray for you and 
the church family that I have the privilege to pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, there are so many families hurting, so many families struggling. And I can feel helpless sometimes praying for you, wanting God to work and to move and to, to do miracles that I believe He can. And some of these times in my own life, praying for you, I have not even know what to say. I don't know what to say. But God knows. There have been times in my prayer life when I've been angry. Lord, how could you let this happen to this person? God, how could you let that person say those things about me? And God has to remind me, Jake, pray to me in honesty. You see, I think too many Christians, we pray to God in some uh, cheesy way of, Lord, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all you've given me and, and amen. But when Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying about dying on the cross for your sins and mine, Lord, if it would be your will, let this cup pass from me. And the Bible says that sweat like drops of blood came from him. Friends, in the moments of your life when they seem hopeless, God can handle your honesty. God can handle your doubt. God can handle your discouragement. God can handle your sadness. God is big enough to hear those prayers that are covered in emotion. And so tonight I want to challenge you. Excuse me. Not all teary-eyed and snotty. That I want to pray for you. I want to be there for you. I want to help you. But only God can. Only God can do the miraculous. Only God can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Only God can reveal things to make you understand that no one else can. And only God can give you hope that he will be with you no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter how difficult it seems. And so tonight, you be like Job. You let God hear those prayers that you have that you've been too scared to pray, too afraid of what God's going to think about you. God already knows your heart. God already knows those things that you're burying, that you're covering, that you're making excuses for. Take them to Him in prayer and watch what He can do. And so again, I want to thank you for watching. I hope tonight was not discouraging. Um, but I hope that you know that God loves you. He proved it by sending Jesus to die on the cross, to be buried, and to rise again, that we might be saved. 
I would love to pray for you to help you any way I can. And as always, I pray that God will bless you in an amazing way. For Jesus' sake, God bless you.